Please join me in prayer. Lord, as we open your holy word to listen, please open our minds to hear. Quiet the other voices in our minds. Center us in heart, mind, and soul. We give you thanks for the incarnation of Christ and his story, which has become our story. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Our scripture reading this morning consists of experts from three books. First, from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 through 31. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. From Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, siblings, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. From Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star as its rising, and have come to pay him homage. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. More will be revealed. That is today's sermon title more will be revealed. I learned this phrase from a 12-step recovery program. What I learned is that there are lots of places along the bumpy road of life where things are not going to make sense. There are obstacles to overcome, which means sometimes life is not going to feel good. But knowing and trusting that more will be revealed means that in time we might have a great a greater understanding of why we had to go through what we went through our liturgist today is my son charlie collins and i have both experienced some bumpy roads and we have some bumpy roads together and personally and i've used this phrase more will be revealed when I was able to let go and find some peace. More will be revealed. And because of that, I stand here today with gratitude as Charlie begins to listen to his call to ministry. And I say again, more will be revealed. Today, we are celebrating Epiphany on our church calendar. This is the beginning of the Epiphany season and this season lasts until the beginning of Lent, which is, starts on Ash Wednesday, which this year is also Valentine's Day. So Ash Wednesday will be the end of the Epiphany season and the beginning of Lent. And on Epiphany Sunday, we usually read the scripture from Matthew 2 that Nicole referred to in the Time with Young Disciples and that Charlie read um, we read this of the magi, of the wise men who go first to King Herod, led by a star, and then to the Christ child. 
An epiphany means aha or a revelation. Something is revealed, right? That's your understanding of epiphany. When we have an epiphany, I don't know how many of you play the New York Times game Spelling Bee. Okay, I was hoping to see a laughter because this is my third time to bring up a New York Times game. Okay, anyway, Spelling Bee is in the, in the um, New York Times puzzles. This is the third game that I play. You, you have a letter in the middle and then you have to find the six letters around, have to include the letter in the middle to make a word. And you can make as many words as you want. So I'll be sharing that more with you later. But you are, the word is then revealed to you. Epiphany means, that was an add-on and it didn't really stick. So, <laughs> Epiphany means aha or revelation. And along with the lesson from Gospel of Matthew, where we learn of these magi who followed the star to see what will be revealed, I chose these other two passages for us to think on today. In Romans 12, the Apostle Paul is encouraging us to metanoia, which is the Greek word for change or transform. We are encouraged to not be conformed to this world, but to let our minds be changed, renewed in God's way. In order to do, we do this so that we can then see the will of God. And in Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah encourages us to wait. Wait upon the Lord, and then we will have the strength we need to move forward. An epiphany, an aha. There is a lot of wait and see in it. It is not black and white. There are elements of gray and a lot of unknown mystery, and it requires some releasing of control, letting go. I have discovered that when I think I have everything figured out, my faith all figured out and under control, I miss out on a lot. The most amazing story in the world, God's story, cannot be contained. The Spirit is loose in the world and is teaching us and leading us and guiding us and there is so much to learn from it every day. I find that when I seek God's epiphany and can trust that God may be leading me somewhere new or have something new to show or teach me, there is absolutely nothing boring about that. It is actually a little bit scary. In order to trust that more will be revealed, I have to be still and know that God is God, and I am not. I have to watch my ego, which is another 12-step acronym. E-G-O means edging God out. When I daily, yes, daily, pay attention to my ego and where it is that I am edging God out, because because I'm afraid of losing control, because I'm tired, because it is inconvenient for me to wait on God. When I don't pay attention to my life and listen to what God will reveal, I miss a lot. The good news is 
I can always reset, which is one of the reasons I love our prayer of confession today, reminding us day by day. I might plunder along for a few weeks or days or months or even years, leaning on my own understanding. And then when something speaks to me, maybe a sermon, a friend, a call, a word, a prayer of confession, an epiphany, then I can reframe and put my trust in God's way again. Friends, this is the God that we worship, a God who doesn't say, now create a New Year's resolution, and if you mess up, I will be mad. That is not our God. Not a God who says, do everything perfectly. No, we worship a God of grace and a God who asks what is required to follow, to love kindness, to seek justice, and to walk humbly. More will be revealed. So when you are stuck or scared or unsure or worried, remember that more will be revealed. Look for God's glimpses of grace. Sometimes this means we have to sit down and have a big cry and confess that we are scared to ourselves maybe first and then to someone else. We need to maybe forgive somebody or forgive ourselves, but to look for glimpses of God's grace. Look for them here in worship, today at the table, where through the simple act of sharing together this meal of bread and cup, we are together trusting in the resurrection and the living power of Christ. Today, as we mentioned, star words are available for you throughout the church. And this is a tradition that we started a few years ago. You're invited to take this card, and with it there's a word on it, and let that word guide you in whatever way for this year, a way that God will reveal more to you. Last year, my star word was prayer, and I was a little bit peeved when I got this. I was like, come on, I pray a lot. But the funny thing is, I taped this card with this word onto my computer monitor where it has been all year long, and I reflected on it, and my prayer life was different. A few folks have shared with me how their star word last year impacted them. One person chose the word bravery and remembers when they picked up that card that they thought, I'm going to need this this year. And that person had incredible challenges that year, including the death of her husband. And she said, I knew this was the word for me. Another chose the word family for two years, two years in a row, the same card, family. And as a single person, wondered why family? She recognized the connections that she then had with her church family, some of the things that were revealed to her and sought to understand what family meant. So the words are available for you to choose today, and there is nothing magical or necessarily special, but it is a good way, to, a good tool to practice listening 
providing space to hear what Christ wants to show or say to you, recognizing that more will be revealed. I hope that you might let your star word prayerfully guide you as you and I practice intentionally trusting God and God's way. Practice setting aside our ego, edging God out, and looking daily for glimpses of God's grace, no matter our situation. I want to close with this popular poem by Anne Weems, which is called Star Giving. What I'd really like to give you for Christmas is a star, brilliance in a package, something you could keep in your pocket or your jeans or in the pocket of your being, something to take out in times of darkness something that would never snuff out or tarnish, something you could hold in your hand, something for wonderment, something for pondering, something that would remind you of what Christmas has always meant, God's advent light into the darkness of this world. But stars are only God's forgiving and I must be content to give you words and wishes and packages without stars. But I can wish you life as radiant as the star, the star that announced the Christ child's coming and has filled with awe as the shepherds who stood beneath its light. And I can pass on to you the love that has been given to me ignited countless times by others who have knelt in Bethlehem's light. Perhaps, if you ask, God will give you a star. Amen.